Bring spring color inside this season with Bear Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Add a pop of blue to your kitchen with the Bear exclusive color Arrowhead Lake or a splash of Amazon jungle to your living room. Bring a cool breeze to your bathroom with sea glass or accent your bedroom with sunrise-inspired colors like coral cloud and dark crimson. Let your creativity bloom this spring with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. All-inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never-ending fun. So booking an all-inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. Book your all-inclusive getaway with Apple Vacations and receive exclusive perks at select resorts. You'll find the best deals at Ryu Hotels and Resorts in Mexico, the Caribbean, and Central America, and enjoy a selection of exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Turn on Easy Mode at applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Visit applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. multi-talented and fascinating human being you're a mother you're a wife you have you have such a wildly successful career in so many ways and you're just like a super intentional person i am so excited to be here with candace horbox and also you could know her too as eva lovia you are just you're just a multi-faceted and fascinating human being and i just love the twists and turns of your life and how you, my question this year for people with my podcast has been, because I interview just like you, you have an amazing podcast called Chatting with Candice. You interview fascinating people. My whole thing this year is tell me your cards and how did you play them? Because to me, that is the secret recipe of life. And we were kind of briefly, Candace and I were talking briefly before we started this podcast. And it's like, it's, you just, I feel like you have just these opportunities in your life to play your cards a certain way. And it's like, you could have gone a million different directions, but you figured out how to be the best and the brightest in the areas that you chose to pursue. And everyone has that, that way there's no set way to live your life. There's no set way to have happiness, but the way to have happiness and the way to achieve like a fulfilling life is to decide where you're talented, where you can shine, what you're good at, where you can make an impact and then figure out how to excel there and then how to keep pivoting into other areas of your life. And like, what skills do you use to become the best and become great and to achieve the success? Because 
so many people could be dealt a similar set of cards, but they play their hand completely different and they could say they don't and they haven't enjoyed the ride, you know? So it's like, that's what I'm just so fascinated in. So long-winded intro into you, Candice, but like, just talk to me a little bit about the cards that you have been dealt in life and then how you have played them to create this amazing tapestry of a life that you live. And now you're just, you're so interested in healing people and sharing healing and have natural healing. And I just am so curious about your life. I think you're just an incredible human. Thank you. I think that's like the best intro anyone has ever given me. I feel very hyped up. Um, yeah. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I was told I recently did this um, like kind of summit thing. And one of the speakers was saying that when you find to find your purpose, it's kind of this intersection of where your natural skill set or abilities kind of create a Venn diagram with your trauma. So in the middle of that is where you can find purpose. So a lot of times, especially in I think our generation, we were taught to strive for like very superficial things like money and status. And it was very self-centered. I think the movement now is moving towards like, how can I contribute like the sense of contribution and rising tides raise all ships. So the better that I do, the more that I can give. And it just keeps kind of cycling back. Mm-hmm. Um so I've been in both places. I've been in the superficial state where I was chasing, you know, followers, likes, status, notoriety, obviously, you know, money like everyone else. And then once you reach like a certain success point with all of those things, I mean, they've done study after study. It's like after your basic needs are met, like happiness doesn't really tend to go up. And that's so true. And people that maybe haven't reached that, they're like, it's easy to say from your your vantage point but absolutely it is like because i've attained all of these things and i still wasn't feeling fulfilled or like pure happiness not like not pleasure not not like these momentary you know um like glimpses of fun and and pleasure but like true happiness like pure happiness like being content with yourself so there wasn't some magic thing that happened when you got the success you got the fame you got the money you had all the followers, you have all the eyes on you thinking you're beautiful and amazing and talented. And you got all of it. And you didn't have some magic switch where you're like, Oh, my gosh, I'm floating in fairy dust. No, no, not at all. And you kind of would expect that you're like, well, when I get that paycheck, when I get that contract, when I get that number of followers, when I'm able to walk into a restaurant, and I have people ask, asking me for an autograph because that's how important I am. That's when I'll feel fulfilled and happy. And then when those things start coming true and you're like, wait, I don't feel good. In fact, I kind of feel a little bit worse than before. And for me, that was because I started focusing and like valuing these things that don't have any inherent value. Um, And I started to kind of push away the things that did matter and the things that were going to keep me whole and grounded. So there was this very kind of like coming to God moment that I had where I was at this point where I was about to kind of like lose the love of my life because of how I was behaving and what I was prioritizing. And I was like, whoa, like what, what am I going to want when all of this goes away? Cause looks are fading money. Who really cares? You know, at a, at a real standpoint, like who really cares? Um, as long as your basic needs are met. And I was like, no, what matters is the people that are going to remember you and the people that show up when things that are hard and when the cameras are off, um, and when money's all gone. So, um, 
it made me have like this really big shift in perspective. So to, I guess circle back to the cards question and how you can have two people with the, an identical hand, a lot of it comes down to mindset. So your mindset going into it, are you looking at it from like prosperity and abundance and contribution? Or are you looking at it from like a victim mentality and woe is me and I'm owed something or um, like just like a very egoic place. And I think just that shift, which everyone is in control of it, just it's not easy and it takes a ton of work and a ton of introspection and a ton of tears. Um, but that mindset shift is going to determine your reality. Preach it. And I <laughs> feel you because I have also lived both extremes. Like I have lived chasing the superficial, chasing the validation. Like I got into the entertainment industry to be a country music singer. And then I got on a reality TV and did all sorts of shows because I need, I wanted people to see me and I needed validation and I wanted to prove that I was worth something. And I needed people to tell me that like, that's what I personally needed. The first part of my journey. And I always had like a good heart and was a good person, but I, was pursuing all of this external validation because my ego needed it so desperately. I was so fragile. I felt so worthless without like val things I could put behind my name. Like I'm Caroline Hobby, but here, I'm also this, this, and this. And I always lead with, I'm doing this and I'm working on this. And I had to tell everybody what I was doing all the time because I felt like if I'm not doing something, I'm not worth anything. And mm -hmm. so, and if I don't look a certain way and if people don't think I'm pretty or if I'm not like carrying myself as like, sexy as other people are, then I'm not going to be worthy. And so I lived a lot of time just trying to like be what I thought would make me loved and accepted and valuable. And then I hit this point where I was like, my soul really was getting tired, I think. And it was like, we can't do this ego thing anymore. <laughs> like, you got to stop chasing what the ego. And I realized like my soul now I've really done a shift where I've done a same with you so much internal work, like hiring life coaches, doing plant medicine. I love that you pursue that. Um, just healing naturally, really trying to get well being and an understanding for yourself and for your higher calling and what you actually are contributing. And man, it's exhausting and it's hard and it's tiring and you have to rewire and it's not fun. And I feel like that's probably why a lot of people don't want to do it. But the payoff is life giving and you can't sustain the other one. Like you're going to crash and burn and it's going to wear you out. So tell me how you got started, because now you are t you're helping marriages be stronger based on your life experience. You can take some of this most valuable information because let's just be real. The world is motivated by sex and the human and male, the human and female interaction and the sexual tension, all that. It drives the world. So you have been in the center of it all. You have seen the belly of the beast. You know what truly motivates people because you started off in adult industry. And mm -hmm. tell me about that. Like, what is that like being in the middle of the center of the biggest focus of hum humans? And then how you took that and made it into everything that you are now. And now you are using your whole life to bless others with this information you have. Oh boy, that is, uh, that is so many pieces. So I feel, <laughs> I, I feel like I've kind of seen all of the different faces, like help both like light and dark and like heavy and, um, like pure of all of those energies. So I think when it comes to sexuality, 
that's where our creativity comes from in in some kind of way right like quite literally that is how you create life is is through that act so i think sexual expression is a fundamental part about being human it's like what gives us our uniqueness um and for some reason somewhere along the the way we have been taught that that coincides with shame and that you're not allowed to separate those two unless it's under very strict circumstances like you have to wait till you're married um it has to be for procreation it has to be for all of these things when before all of that i mean it was used as like this very spiritual experience right like a lot of people believe that there's this integration that happens when when you climax with somebody and that you're you're kind of offline it's like the most connected to consciousness that you can be like you are completely separated from ego at that point and you are integrated with your partner and it can be this very healing beautiful thing like everything else i think there's a dark side and i think that it's because it's so powerful if you don't navigate it very intentionally then that is when you get into the controversial things like exploitation um trauma or anything um like a lot of the that the critics are saying like about that industry and just sexuality in general and i think when i got in i still was pretty young like i was in my early 20s and i don't think i fully understood the, the gravity of that decision how did and you I'm, even get in i actually like so i um i started webcamming and that wasn't for me like that was a little bit too draining because you're it's a lot of take from that like webcamming I, exactly so you have like your webcam set up here and then you have this chat room and however many people are in it and you can see what they're typing you can't see anyone unless like you actively want to do that which most people don't um so you can't see anybody but they'll tip and then they'll make requests and it's a lot of teasing a lot of um just like trying to build connection but some people because you can't filter out who's coming in and what they're asking there's just a lot of like that taking energy mm. and not it's not like a an even exchange where with film totally. that's an even exchange like we're both there for work to create something like yeah. to create a piece of adult entertainment and then there's not this take like of course the consumer oh. is either pirating it or buying it like they're taking but, but the that's intention not the actual birth of what you made was like an right. even exchange what a great distinction that's a great yeah. distinction thank you yeah and that's like something new that i've kind of like been playing around with because i think we always are trying to like grow and learn and try to like make sense of you know past decisions and things like that especially when you're raising kids you're like well what was i thinking there so i can explain that later um but yeah i think i think i i left webcamming because i just would feel drained i didn't yeah. feel empowered i didn't feel sexy doing it so it's like I made a decision a long time ago that I'm not going to do anything just for money. Like that, I knew that wasn't going to make me feel good. I would see the consequences of people that made that decision and often ended up in like depression, anxiety, um, you know, prescriptions and maybe like some kind of uh, like abuse, whether it's like drug abuse or um, alcohol abuse. And I was like, that does not because lead people to people are it. just taking so much. They're taking so much and people are kind of like selling pieces of themselves um, thinking that it doesn't, it doesn't matter. There's not going to be a long-term consequence, but I think it comes down to authenticity. So like, what are you off? Like what you when it comes to your sexual authenticity, what does that look like? So if you're into this genuinely, then there's nothing wrong with it. In my opinion, as long as, you know, no one's getting hurt, everyone's consenting all of that. Um, but there are people that would be kind of, kind of pushed into more extreme acts or more, um, 
more taboo acts because it pays more and mm-hmm. you're they're like well it's fine it's just work well it's not just work if your body is telling you you're not comfortable with it agreed agreed um, okay yeah so like so that was really important to me so that's kind of why i left webcamming and i pursued Wait, film so that's oh, a really brilliant distinction though and that makes so much sense because yeah like if you're like okay i'm just gonna do this because i can make some money and like I'm, you know, I feel okay with it. Like I'm agreeing to it, but then your body's saying it's too much. It's too far. You're not getting, like you said, it's not the even exchange, but you do it anyway. It's going to, it's going to wear on your heart, like anything, even not just in this industry and anything when you push, when your body and your soul is telling you not to. Okay. I love that Candace. That's huge. Like such an eye opening moment for like me and I'm sure everyone listening. Okay. So continue on. This is, this is so fascinating. Um, So, yeah, so I found this website that I had seen in the past. It was all just like all females, which to me was a lot more welcoming and it seemed like an easy entry for me. Like it wasn't so deep into 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 that industry. I was like, okay, I can kind of like get my feet wet and see um, how I feel doing it again. Like I wanted to ease into everything. I didn't want to just like jump in. So I found this website and I reached out to them. They had like a contact us on the bottom. This is before Instagram was a thing or Twitter was really a thing. So you like you kind of just had to email. I was like, do you try out or like, how does this happen? They're like, no, if anyone is telling you there's an audition, run away. Like that is not above above board. Um, Just send us a couple of photos and we'll need your driver's license, obviously, to show that you're of age and um, we'll move from there. So I sent them all of that documentation and they're like, we'd love to have you down in Florida next week and we'll start doing some scenes. And I was terrified, oh like absolutely gosh. terrified. You're I'd jumping right done- in. Yeah. Yeah. And I like I went down by myself, which in ret- like hindsight, like probably not a great idea. I probably should have brought somebody with me. But I went down by myself. Um, it was like this huge studio, professional hair, makeup, wardrobe, the whole thing. I recognized a lot of the girls that were there. So that was really exciting for me. So I was looked up to them. I was like, wow, these women are just like total goddesses and have channeled that, you know, that sexual femininity that was what I was kind of looking for. Um, unfortunately, my first scene wasn't great because the the woman that was there, I was like asking her to kind of mentor me because I had, it was my first scene. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, please like give me any kind of guidance. And you're and she acting just, now too. I mean, it's like you're acting as well. So, I mean, that's a totally. lot to like jump into because <laughs> now you have yeah, I mean, character. Right, there's camera guys, there's sound guys. Like it's not- and have you ever been like, like, you know, like nude or clothed on film in front of people. I mean, there's also that initial shock you've got to get used to. Totally. But I mean, it translated well. I mean, that scene did extremely well for the website. I think it was because I was like a deer in headlights. Yeah. We can tell that this is real. Um, But yeah, she, she wasn't really helpful or like open to, again, contribution, right? So I think there was a lot of ego happening there. But overall, obviously, I had a great experience. I was like, this is this kind of feels like where I'm supposed to be. So I stayed um, and kind of very slowly started adding to, I guess, like where I was comfortable. So I, um, I did the girl girl thing for a while. And then I was with my husband, my now husband the whole time. So everything was a conversation. That's so awesome. And I can't wait after we hear this story. I want to hear about all of the things that you guys apply to your marriage now because of him walking side by side with you. I mean, you got to have some real great marriage things that you hang on to and that really like anchor you. So I cannot wait to hear that. 
no he's an incredible man um but yeah so we everything was a conversation i was offered a couple contracts very early on to do boy girl and he was like absolutely not like i I, that's a terrible idea i was like okay okay just kind of like threw it in the back burner and then i got offered this opportunity that i was like this could be huge for my career um and it was like it was this competition for this company i had always wanted to work for so we talked about it for probably two years at this point and he's like okay i do not want to make decisions for you like if you feel like that's what you want to do and like this is an authentic curiosity of yours i'm not going to get in the way um I can't guarantee how I'm going to react to this or respond to this. I'm going to try to be there for you. And if I'm not, I'm not. But I like wish you the best no matter what. Like it wasn't this hostile. Like he was saying um, this might be a deal breaker, but I'm going to try to make it not be one. Okay. I mean, you got to appreciate the honesty. Total honesty. And like looking back, it's like, wow, he trusted me enough to be that honest. And how beautiful is that? hard. Mm-hmm. Man, okay. So, so was it a competition, and what did you have to do in the competition? Actual like sex scenes, like boy girl sex scenes. So there was like a risk that I did all of this too, and then like didn't win. You know what I mean? So like going into it with that was a huge risk, and then risking the relationship was very real. But I just felt like I felt this pull, like this indescribable pull, and it in the moment, like at that stage of my life, I was like, this is where I'm supposed to be. And like that sexual expression and that sexual freedom was very important to so like, you developing. Were feeling that. You wanted yeah. the sexual expression. Like right. that, like, your body was calling for that. You're like, right. it did not feel scary. It felt like, it felt a good feeling. It was energizing, it was yeah. exciting. It- felt honest like that's like the best way i can explain it i know that's going to be like so hard for people to grapple with and it's not for everybody you know what i mean like we all have sexual expression but that is like that's such a spectrum it's such a spectrum it might just like however you decide to use that as long as like you're conscious of you know all of the pieces i think go for it it's all different we all have different um different drives and like different ways of showing that You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, 
The more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. What was the expression? Like, what was the exciting part to you? Like, what did you want just to see what you were capable of, the chemistry with people? Like, what was exciting? What was the call? It was like, I I think that the, like women in general, we have such a life force. Like we, Agreed. if you channel your like divine femininity, you can control an entire room. And that's not like a, a weird, um, like weaponizing Agreed. way. It's just like a more of a magnetizing way. Like you can show up and like be that center of the room. Like that's a, such a powerful tool that you can have. So, and I think, you know, you can have that well into, into aging too. It's not like just like reserved for the youth, like that feminine energy is, is is ultimate power. And I think I was trying to kind of like channel this goddess energy. It's like, how much can I really get into like this space of ultimate femininity, ultimate sexual expression, like having like that kind of goddess worship it's kind of like a new age version of that to my in my mind like that's what pornography or erotica can be is like a form of that it's like worshiping the feminine so Mm. it's like how much how deep into that feminine space can i get and of course like there were bumps along the way where again like i was leading more with ego and definitely not in a light a light place but well it probably feels amazing to have people literally worshiping your body and your expression because literally to have the confidence to be fully nude and in that sexual expression for people to see like you must be so able to go so like release so much into that power and that feminine energy to be so amazing at it because like most people can't let themselves be free and be the goddess and have that energy flowing, especially knowing people are watching, you know, but the mm-hmm. fact that like you can like channel all that and then have people s- receive it and see you as this goddess energy. I mean, that has to feel amazing for your ego. I mean, I can't even imagine, especially like if you went in with that intention, you know? Oh yeah. So then again, it's like, you have to constantly be checking in. Is this for me or is this ego talking? Is this light? Is this dark? Um, and when you're in it, it's hard to see, right? It's like the fish is the last one to see the water. <laughs> um, so again, like there, it definitely, it, it presented an opportunity for growth and kind of like fortifying my relationship with my now husband, because I think, um, marriages or just like any kind of relationship in general like you want to strive for that anti-fragile title so it's like when tested it gets stronger not like let's just make it strong but anything that's strong can still be broken so it's like how can we make this actually stronger through um through trials and tribulations Mm. so that's kind of how our approach that we've taken like so how did he handle it so you did the competition you Mm -hmm. 
I'm guessing did great at it. Oh, I won. Yeah. Won. Won the whole yeah, thing. I won. <laughs> I mean, basically, you knew you were being called towards this for a reason. You're like, I'm going to win the whole thing. Okay. So you won. So mm-hmm. obviously, and this is your first guy girl situation. Mm-hmm. So a lot of newness, a lot of like, a lot of energy now has entered your relationship too and mm-hmm. your life because now you're opened up to a whole new world and more people see you. You're, you're mm-hmm. on a bigger level now. So now, and now it's guy girl. So it's like, Okay, so now your husband's like your boyfriend at the time or fiance was was like, I'm going to see if I can hang in there. I'm going to try, but I can't promise you that I will, especially now that like you're doing guy girl and the whole world is loving you doing this. It's like that is a lot. So how did that? How did he handle it? Because clearly you are married with two kids and you have so many insights about marriage. Now, what happened in that moment with y'all? So there were ebbs and flows like there there were times where it was easy coasting absolutely no jealousy no um negativity coming in just like at peace with it and we were both able to kind of compartmentalize like that's work like it didn't affect y'all's intimacy no i don't think so not for a long time at some point it it definitely did but um where it would start to get difficult was actually people that were the closest to us so you would hope that the people nearest to you are supportive. And again, if everything is healthy and above board, you, they'd kind of approach it with less judgment. But a lot of it, it's there's this new saying that a lot of people say, which is our, our people are mirrors, mm-hmm. right? So if, you, if you're triggered by something, it's more of something that has to do with you. It's like a piece of you that you're not comfortable with or that needs to be worked on or... Um, or something along those lines so when it comes to sexual sexuality a lot of us have so much shame around it and we don't know how to express it in a healthy non-judgmental way so if there's someone like me who's openly expressing it without any qualms about it they're like wait if she's doing that there must be something wrong with the way that i'm doing it and that just kind of like creates this waterfall effect and and then i'm like the you know the outlet for them to like throw all of that ener- negative energy at. So people would do that to me and my husband. Um, they, like, how could you How could you let her do that? Mm. Which is my favorite because you don't have ownership over a person. Even now, I don't have ownership over my husband. He doesn't have ownership over me. I don't have ownership over my children. Like I'm here to shepherd them. I want to help cultivate a person. I want to make them the best oak tree that they're going to be or the best like apple tree. I don't get to decide what they're going to be, right? An apple tree is always going to be an apple tree, but I can help make you the best, strongest, most healthy version of that apple tree. So this (laughs) this idea that he let me is just insane because again, there's no ownership. It's like we're co creating this life together and his decision was to see what happened right he's like i'm i'm gonna lean into this really hard thing and i hope that i can make it through it because i love you and i was the same way i was like i hope that we can make it through it because i love you but at the end of the day like did you want to be left with this resentment that oh well i i'm not where i wanted to wanted to be with my career or i didn't get to express myself the way that I wanted to because he gave me an ultimatum. So it was a huge risk that we both took, but obviously it paid off. Um, but so yeah, how did so he I would find s- his anchors. Like, how did y'all move through these hurdles when you hit them and and and, and become anti fragile? 
so he is one of the most like resilient people I have ever met. Like if he sees adversity, he jumps in. He's like, okay, this means I'm supposed to pay attention to it or most people run away. Like he finds that like that draws him. So he was like, okay, this makes me feel angry, jealous, sick, whatever it is. I'm going to, I'm going to live here for a little bit. I'm going to really feel this and get down to the core of like, where is that shame? Where is that jealousy? Who's coding is this right like is this mine is this given to me through the way i was parented the way that i was brought up where like he will totally dissect every single thing to get to like the fundamental um inception of it so he 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 calls himself out he doesn't get stuck in his initial ego reaction he's like i'm going all the way down good yeah he's like we're we're doing this so then once he gets there and i I mean i try not to speak too much for him but like just through our conversations that we've had about it it's like okay do i want to keep this or do i want to toss it now so like you are in full um agency of like what what you want your your story to be like your perspective of reality to be he gets all the way down to his actual truth like the truth for him not Mm -hmm. all the layers of the bullshit that have affected it like you said by all the lenses of you know the filters of people who affected him experiences whatever it's the truth he gets down to his truth and then he looks at his truth and decides if that's the truth that what he wants to do with it right i wants to move forward that's amazing yeah so a a lot of that and then he would kind of he would urge me to do the same because there's times where um again like i was making decisions that were just like well this is best for eva right i wasn't making Mm, decisions that were best for candace or decisions lovia what a beautiful name how did you come up with eva lovia i so i always loved the name eva i just found it to be like this very sexy like it kind of embodied that goddess element Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then lovia like didn't exist yet so we i just stumbled upon that with playing around with names that did so um way like just more um like accounting purposes i wanted to be able to trademark it that way no one else could have that name so through like Google searches, I would be the only one that would come up. So that was more pragmatic than than anything else. Does Lovia mean something? Am I about it? Am I or is it just a beautiful name? No, it's just something that I liked. I love um, it. Yeah, and I, it didn't exist. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do this and and then own it. <laughs> I I want to get back to making decisions for Eva instead of Candace to affect the family because I think that is such a great point that so many of us get lost in when our careers or momentum is really rocking, you know, and it's like it's going, you know, you're getting it, and it's like, of course, Eva is gonna. You're gonna be thinking about Eva because Eva's on fire. So, um, but I love with this journey though, I feel like, because sometimes like in my heart as a very like totally, I think like we talked about earlier, there are so many ways to be happy and express yourself. And I literally, as long as people feel like they are following their passion and, and it aligns with them, I'm like, everyone needs to do that. Like whatever your passion is and follow it. But like with this industry in particular, sometimes, like you said, I feel like women get pushed into things that make them feel uncomfortable or not safe. And that's where my heart goes out. And I feel like with you, you held your boundaries so well, it it seems that like you never, as soon as you felt yourself getting pushed, which would be very easy into something that you weren't comfortable with, you were able to keep yourself safe for you. It feels to me like that you did such a great job of like always protecting yourself and making sure you were honoring yourself. And that Mm -hmm. is so amazing. That's so awesome that you had that, like that, protection around you that you just knew how to look out for yourself yeah and 
I wish more women were comfortable saying the word no. And for some reason, um, women tend to be more psychologically agreeable than men. Like they've done a lot of these studies. And for some reason, that's where we land. You have to be disagreeable in situations that are, that are asking a lot of you. When you're people being, try to push you a lot. Oh, I got ended up actually getting fired because of it. So but you let um, you said, OK, I'll be fired instead of doing this. I got fired and I got blacklisted. So that means um, so within Why? The adult, what happened? It was a lot of little things. So again, I, I've i always been pretty disagreeable. Like I have more of like a masculine tendency that way. And a lot of that is my upbringing. I had um, like a, a pretty rough childhood. So I did have to protect myself. I had to protect my siblings. So that was, and it's a blessing, right? Like everything else, it's like, it, it's a mindset and how, how you view it. So I'm stronger for it. It's not, it's not to like cast shame at any of my parents or anything like that. Um, in the end, it actually, it, it served me in adulthood. Um, so I've, I've, I learned from an early age, like how to create those boundaries. Unfortunately, that's not, that's not a lot of people, but throughout my career. So within the adult and entertainment industry, it's kind of a monopoly. There's really one company that owns most of the, of the smaller companies. There's a couple outliers, but generally speaking. So when I was contracted with one, whatever happened there kind of would bleed out and have an effect on the other ones. So simple things like, and maybe this isn't going to sound simple to a lot of the listeners because obviously I'm probably a little bit more desensitized to some of these things, but simple things about like certain positions or where the guy would finish. Um, So those were like the small things. And I guess to make a bigger deal out of it. So I have like, I have endometriosis and PCOS and anyone that has that knows that sex can be very painful at times. So positions is actually was always a big thing for me. I'm like, I can't do that today. My mm-hmm. body is telling me I can't do that. And then a lot, unfortunately, a lot of men are the directors and a lot of men are the ones in the offices and they don't understand that. They're like, it's just a position. And it's like, it's not just a position. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would and I would hold steadfast on that. And then that they'd be like, oh, she's such a diva because this is such a little thing that she's making into um, a mountain. And, you know, so that was where it started. Um, where it started to get even worse was I was flying to the UK a lot for work. So I had no social connections out there. I'm by myself and I would show up to set um, and everything has a price, right? So like if you're doing a girl, girl, that's a price. A boy, girl is a price. A group scene is a price. You know, as it gets more extreme, the money gets bigger, which is kind of what we talked about earlier with people sacrificing their comfort for money because those big acts have a lot of dollar signs at the end of them. So I'd show up for what is supposed to be a regular boy-girl scene and they're like, actually, it's going to be like a, a gangbang or some, or it's going to be an orgy and you're going to just have to sleep with everyone on set. And I'm like, absolutely not. First of all, I never, because when you have a contract or when you're showing up to set, you have like your yeses and your noes. So what you're comfortable with and not. I've never had the discussion with you guys about this. I've never said that this is okay or this is within bounds, um, let alone like we're just going to do it without a conversation. And then not pay you anymore. And then not pay me for it. Yeah, Just kind of slip that one in. (laughs) Right. Because they know through, you know, through their experience that it works. Oh, that if they just, and I was if like, said, I'm going to make, I'm going to step it up and just act like you have to just be okay with it, that you'll just agree. Like, they're just a lot of women advantage. would. 
because a lot of women would. So they're like, it's worth it's worth the risk on their end because then they're saving a bunch of money and then they're making a lot more um, once it goes out. So I was like, absolutely not. And they're like, well, we, we're gonna have to hold up the, sh- oh, the whole shoot day. I'm like, I guess we're holding up the whole shoot day. This is not what we agreed on. So I'm this is sorry. not what we agreed on. Yeah, so that would that would happen. I would Good show for up you, uh, Candace, and you would hold your ground. Oh, and yeah. Then they would try to talk crap about you and be like, she's so high maintenance and a diva. You're like, no, I'm just doing what I agreed to do. Mm-hmm. No. So eventually, like things like that kept happening to the extent where I showed up one day and they expected me to do like an anal scene without telling me. And well, I was you like, well, had to prep for that a little bit. Yes. And I was like, first of all, like that is that is such a big deal. That is yeah. such a big deal. You probably need a lot of details about like who you're going to be doing this with. Like you need right. some time to. I know my anal ain't ready for action unless I was going to give a little a little ahead of time. No, and that's Will. like something that could like make or break a career too. You know oh, what I mean? Really? Totally. Oh, why? Girls will like wait. They'll wait towards like the end of their career, or, like the middle of their career, to like save that because you can make serious money on it. And if you just kind of like Casually just do, do it, it, now so that's that, gone, yeah. okay, and they so expect this is like that a every big time. Moment. And you're not just going to casually do it. Like if you're going to do it, it's going to be like, you're going to have set up the scene correctly. This is going to be, you're going to be paid for this. Like it's right. a moment that you have prepped for because this is like something, it's a golden ticket that you're saving. You're not going to do this all the time. No, exactly. And then okay. if you just do it at like oh. this crazy low price and there's no, pr- like there's no marketing behind it, no promotion behind it. Not now it everyone expects it. Yeah. They're like, okay, well, she's going to do this every scene for no money. Like, Man, no, that sucks. It's terrible. So um, I sex because you're already in this position where you're showing up to work and they're just trying to slide it in there. And if you need the money or if you don't have the ability to have boundaries and speak up for yourself like you do, it would be very easy to be steamrolled. Oh, yeah. And no, no one has your back. And I mean, unfortunately, there was a woman director on set that day and she didn't say anything because she was just worried about herself. So she can't you, say anything. Did you end up doing a scene? Did they like no. it back? You got did you get paid or did you get fired or what happened? No. So we ended up just doing like a regular scene. Um, you had and to like what you regular started scene. doing. Yep. And everyone was like, I can't believe this is happening to me. I'm like, to you. <laughs> um, so I had a really big social media following, comparatively speaking. And I'm like, if they're doing this to me, who has like this platform, who is supposed to be their contract Expected. star, imagine what they're doing to some girl who's just coming in. So I'm like, I, and I felt like this, maybe it's like oldest child, you know, in my upbringing. I was like, I have a responsibility to bring this to light. So Go, I put it on all of my social medias. I was like, this is unacceptable. This happened to me. And I immediately got a call from headquarters and they were like, you're terminated, like you're fired. Um, basically come sue us because they're worth, you know, billions of dollars. They knew it wasn't going to happen. When did this happen? Even in like the day and A that we're in right now where I feel like women, when they speak up, they are like, you need to listen when a woman speaks up, you know, like not for not for women in my niche because even like the feminists hate us you know what i mean so we're kind of looked at as the deplorables and um yeah unfortunately like no one wants to listen to any time like it's almost like the old saying of like they asked for it which is so gross but it's oh. because we're in the sex industry that anytime something goes wrong whether it's um because i mean you can be raped on a on a porn set like that sounds crazy to people but there's still that consent be recorded? like would they can they tell that you that the person wasn't in wanting it 
Like, what do you mean? So how could it go from the consent and the agreement to so to so awful? Like what, how does this, where does it switch? What goes on that makes it unsafe all of a sudden? So it depends. So if you're working for smaller companies, you're at a greater risk than if you're working for these bigger companies. Um, just because the bigger companies are ran more like an actual business and there's, you know, they're aware of the liability. The smaller ones are more underground and like they're like, we're never going to see this girl again, so it doesn't matter. So those are a little bit more dodgy. But I mean, even sex in your real life, it's this constant nonverbal communication and dance that you're doing. So you have to kind of always be checking in with your partner. Um, are they okay with this? What's their body telling me? Does she seem like she wants me to, do, you know, it's again, like nonverbal communication. Not everyone is good at that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when you're doing a set, especially if you're working with a more aggressive male performer, they might think like their brand is to be a little bit more violent. And it's not to say that they're trying to hurt you. I think it's more of this ignorance, which doesn't excuse it. I'm not trying to, you know, victim blame or anything like that. You're just saying how it could happen. Right. So like in their mind, they're being this character and their character is more of like this violent domineering guy. I think that you're on board with it. And they think you're on board with it. If you're in the middle of a sex scene and all of a sudden some guy punches you, it's like, well, what are you going to do here? So again, we go back to a lot of women are agreeable. We go back to you might be the only woman on a set. It's not very normal, but I have seen it. And like, um, wouldn't you see that documentation and anyone watching it would be like, this is too far? Or do people like that? Like, are there some people that most like people I don't think enjoy it? I don't yeah. think most people do. But there is like a small group. And I don't think we get into healthy expression and unhealthy expression. I think that is very clearly unhealthy expression, even if the other party is saying that's OK. Like, I, I don't believe that. um everyone involved has like done that introspection and understood why it is they think they want that because I don't think that there should be a place for violence with um with sexuality like I just I th- that's not to say like not kink right like you know mm-hmm. a little whatever but like right. actual violence I don't right, think there's right. any place for that so again like what will happen is like maybe something and maybe it's not something as overt as like a punch to the face like let's say it's um a position or maybe it's choking or maybe it's just a little smacking around and unfortunately we've normalized slapping women so much that when you see it you might be like oh well that's not a big thing but to her that could have been an extreme violation so again we've normalized it so much that she feels like she can't say anything because she's just being a baby or maybe there's not a space where she feels comfortable saying hey cut i'm not okay with that it's just a lot of moving pieces so it's it can happen a lot easier than you would think which is why i think there does need to be some reform in in the industry like there should be a sex counselor on set like we have intimacy coaches for mainstream but we don't have it for porn how is that a thing that's crazy to me you know raising the age of entry think like little things like that um but it can happen women's voices more like where you Mm -hmm. feel comfortable to say you're ready for a comeback and with purdue global you can do more than take classes You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. 
Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. Like, and also like just starting with the contracts, like, here it is. This is like any other business deal. This is what is agreed and what is not. And each person does what is on the contract, you know, like it's a mm-hmm. business transaction, you know, and you're the talent of it. it, you know, just respecting those guidelines and not making the women feel like when those lines get crossed, they just have to go with them. Well, that's why I like what I see shifting right now within the industry. So we kind of had this old model of you had to work for these dinosaur companies that have been around forever and it's all male run and you're uh, you're disposable. Like that's kind of been the narrative. Now we see platforms like OnlyFans, which, you know, is still very polar, a polarizing conversation. But women at the end of the day are in charge of their body and their content and their brand and their distribution. Like they are, they have total agency. So that is a step in the right direction. There's no one saying you have to make this. And of course, there's probably some dodgy accounts that are little, but I'm saying if you follow a porn star, like someone who has a serious following um, and she's like, I'm making this content, then you kind of know that you're consuming ethical content. Like Mm. no one was coerced and she was consenting and all of those acts. So I think that is a huge movement um that really should be looked at at as improving and then kind of um elevating towards the past paradigm so that's that's a good shift in my mind i love that and i love and i'm so sorry that the stigma is oh well she deserved that like that's that sucks you know why because you that because sex is everywhere you know it's it's what fuels this whole world and to act like women don't have erotica desires or men don't either. And the only thing that I think needs to change is what you're saying is there just needs to be 
absolute respect and boundaries held up and like like have have coaches have people on board it's like a football game you have all the paramedics there in case something goes wrong you know you're protected all the just you just need it to be fully instead of it being like oh my gosh this some of this darkness can happen because you know it can kind of just slip under the radar and go underground and people can't maybe speak up or be heard it's like it just needs to be open in, in the air and run openly and clearly and with all the same respect that you you deserve because sex is what fuels the world. I mean, Mm -hmm. and it's happening. So why not make it safe? Why not make it great for the people who feel called to express themselves in this way? Why not make it something beautiful and take all that stigma away? Because it's ridiculous. It really is. Right. And you have the, like, it comes down to the consumer. So you have the, like you have the power to to again make it safe above ground and allow a space for people to express them themselves in a healthy fashion where everyone is consenting or you can just like cast these stones because you have these moral beliefs or these religious beliefs or whatever that that programming is and you say well if it's not for me it's not for anyone and that that's insane to me because i'm kind of like a freedom maximalist i'm like as long as it's not hurting anyone else i believe people should be allowed to do what they want to do um i mean look at if you look at erotica just throughout time it's never been the same thing it's always been this evolving concept so there could have been beautiful renaissance paint paintings that at the time were unimaginable like they were against the church which is why they chopped off the penises off of all of those statues back in the day so if you go to italy a lot of those statues are missing the penis and that was because that was considered vulgar for the time and now we look at them and like what a shame that they defaced that art that's how we look at it now so i would challenge anyone who's like it's not art it's not a valid expression i mean you have to look throughout time of how we've evolved the way that we've looked at sex even just from like the past 200 years so just because it's not a creative outlet for you or you're not in touch with you that side of you doesn't mean that someone else isn't valid in their right and again i love that not all porn is art right there is a dark underbelly absolutely but i'm saying you can tell the difference if you watch something beautiful you can tell the difference like you can tell when people are in their bliss and they want to be there versus something that your body is having this visceral response like this isn't above ground you know the difference um but yeah so to say like pornography is a blanket statement it's bad well people used to say that say that about those beautiful marble statues that are now missing their penises Okay. I love that so much. So I am totally for it. Like, and I like, I, my husband and I, and I like to keep our relationship spicy. Like we like to try new things. And like, I have no issues with porn or anything like that. Besides I had an issue with, which I'm so glad to talk to you about is like, I don't want to watch any of this. If I know those women don't want to be there, like to Mm -hmm. me, you know, it's like, for me, I'm like, and like, if I casually, like, you know, you want to have a, a spicy night, you want to throw in some porn or whatever, but it's like, I think that's great to spice it up. But like, I don't want to be a part of anything that is not supportive of women, you know, and like, that isn't of their choice. And like, you're saying them wanting to participate in this and not feeling like they have to, or they're, you know, it's all these other reasons that aren't serving their highest good. Like, I don't want to be a part of that. So right. how can you, if you are someone like me, who is just like totally supports w- women expressing themselves and doing this, and it's great. And I can enjoy the beauty of it as well. But I want to make sure I'm on the above board side of it. Like, I don't want to get involved in the dark underbelly. I don't want to support that. I, how do you know the difference? Like, how do you know? 
It's really difficult. So there's a lot. Um, if you look Google ethical porn, some websites will pop up. A lot of them are female ran. The problem is um, the way that men view sexuality and what arouses yes. them is very different than what turns Explain women on. that because that is like what you're talking about. The divine goddess feminine who sees it as this beautiful experience that is like creating nectar and children and birth and life and that's how I view it too, is this orgasmic, beautiful ex- expansion and connecting. Mm-hmm. But like, what are men? It's just, the, and it, and I think too, probably why the dark underbelly is there so much is because porn, like you said, is primarily run by men. Like if women were running this and in charge, porn would probably look totally different. It would, but then the men wouldn't buy it uh. or consume it. So, so here's the, here's the predicament. Right. Here's the predicament. So I do think that the way that we have traditionally taught men how to right. have and view sex, like it's how not. How do they complete. view it? What do men view? Like, knowing what men like in porn, what do men like? If you're going to say the majority of men, not the highs or the lows, like across the board, here's what they like. What is that? So men are very visual. Like we've been told that forever. Men are very visual. So they they need those senses to kind of um, lead them in their arousal, which is why like. I get a little frustrated when you get a lot of women that that are like porn is it's degrading and it's so fake and it's shot, you know, it's very invasive of the the female body, but that's because it's made for men. It's not made for women. If you watch gay porn, so like guy on guy, it's still shot very similar to how um, hetero porn is. And that's because it's made for the male gaze. So it's not about objectifying women because again, if you look at gay porn, like they're objectifying a man, it's still very you know, invasive. And that's because men love to see the details. They want to be in there. They want to feel like it's real. We have like these really big over the top orgasms. And they say from an evolutionary standpoint, um, there's like a couple reasons that women would be loud. So traditionally, right? Like we're not very strong, fast creatures like out in the wild. It's our brains that made us survive and evolve. So if we're being loud at night, that's kind of a vulnerability. We're taking a really big risk that a predator can kind of come in and and eat us. Well, the idea of being loud at night is like signaling this is safe. This is a safe space. And then it would actually start creating other mammals to start copulating because they're like, oh, this is safe. We can do it. It was like a signal of safety. So that's one element to it. So it's some part of like that reptile brain. It's saying this is safe. This is okay, which is actually counter to what a lot of people try to intellectualize. Um, another thing is, is like males are bigger, stronger, more powerful and more violent than women in, in any species. So Hirsch expressing pleasure overtly is saying, do more of that. I like that. So it's creating clarity with um, the sexual act. Mm. So all of those are triggering the male reptile brain that this is okay. This is hot. This is erotic. So we, as women, like we don't need to you know, we don't need loud moans or anything like that. We want to fall in love. We want to know that we're going to be cared for. And that comes back down to evolution as well, right? Like the cost of getting pregnant is so high. So I want to know that you're all in because I'm going to be vulnerable for nine months. And then after that nine months, I'm going to be vulnerable for like two years while I have this infant. So I need to know that you are emotionally invested and physically invested in this. So a lot of it, it goes back to, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years back to when we were like early homo sapiens. So we want that 
erotic novel. We want to know that you're going to slay the dragon for us and that you're going to ride off into the sunset because, again, the cost of pregnancy is so big. So, so I think, true. That's so right. true. You do have like three solid years where you are just like protecting your baby and that's it. There's nothing else you can do. It's like, yeah, wow. Right. So again, so a lot of the way that we're going to view sex is different based off of those evolutionary needs and, uh, and outcomes. So when it comes to consuming ethical content, I think paying for it is step one, because then you're directly going to whoever is producing it. Like you're not going on a tube site where you don't know who uploaded it. Um, we saw like that huge scandal with Pornhub. So it's like, well, avoid that, right? Like avoid not knowing who made that content and who participated in those acts. Um, step two would be again i i believe in like a creator central centric model so like going straight to the creator so finding someone that you like and consuming their content and purchasing it directly from them unfortunately if like you're into big cinema cinematic cameras not everyone is doing that so again just like kind of going directly to like a big reputable site is i would say step one or preferably just going straight to that content creator um, is like the gold standard. Um, and I would say like if you're consuming content together, it's like being mindful of your partner as well. So you can find something that you both are into, but it's probably going to be really hard. So maybe it's like one night you get to pick and one night I get to pick because women tend to like very differently. Again, we want the story. So stuff like Dipsy is huge with women. So I don't know if you're familiar with that app, but it's all just audio and it's yeah, storytelling. Yeah, like erotica audio. Yeah. So a right, lot of women love that. You want the setup. You want the romance. You want it. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So th there's this book, it's called A Billion Wicked Thoughts, and they kind of compare the money shot in porn to the happy ending in an erotic novel. And they're like, they're the same thing. They just look vastly different, but they kind of, <laughs> they do to the brain um, very similar things. So like women really need that to, to get like fully aroused and invested in the story. And men need a lot more in your face kind of visual effects to get to the same thing. So wild. How did you keep yourself like safe, like physically safe, like not getting pregnant and making sure that like your body was safe from diseases. Like, how do you, how do you do that? So you test every two weeks, which obviously still okay. isn't perfect because, you know, incubation rates and all of that, but testing every two weeks, I worked with a short list of males. So like, okay. I wasn't just shooting with everyone and I felt like the guys that I picked were all married, responsible, had been in for a long time. I know that they're not going to the club and being reckless because um, that's honestly where you get it. It's not from the industry. It's more right. from like the young people getting in and getting really excited with like their new persona and then they go have sex with a regular lay person and then bring something in. So that's mm. typically how it happens. So I was really only working with like old school original like reputable male porn stars okay um and then i actually was told i was infertile like most of my adult life i was still on birth control um but i was told i was infertile and i think like i mean i don't know how much time we have but if we get into like psychedelics and self-healing yeah, i would I think love to the, get into it now let's go into it yeah i feel like that's a lot of what what let let me get pregnant Tell um me how. Was just so it's gonna sound so woo i don't know how woo your I'm listeners so woo. are well i'm so woo so say it because i this is something i want to know about like i am so woo i'm as so, woo as you can get so um are you familiar with dr joe dispenza yeah everyone okay. talks about him 
he's incredible all his books i can't recommend enough i'm i was like and try to knock down his door i just i love his work um it's this idea of gene expression kind of creates the illness and then what turns on certain genes it's like not whether or not you have this disease that's going to like give you breast cancer or give you alzheimer's anything like that it's more through mitosis so like the gene turning on what we're finding is that these genes turn on through trauma so trauma can be anything that's kind of like ripping you out of homeostasis and putting you into flight or flight and a lot of us this is happening over and over and over and we're like constantly under attack so i had a very traumatic childhood um porn was overall wonderful and i'm so glad i did it but there was absolutely a lot of like you know events that were very stressful and even like borderline traumatic that they they store in your body if you absolutely. if you're not taught how to shake it off and how to process it in like a very physical positive yes. way it stores i feel so, like a million i i do a ton of yoga and like i have mm -hmm. been in yoga moments where like the the, mo the music will hit and it will like trigger an emotion and i will cry and sob and i literally feel it leaving my body like yeah. it's because it everything even the little traumas get stored in there it's all stored right we're not meant for this this modern world we're just not our bodies Too haven't much. caught up yet so it's like you have to do kind of these more spiritual practices these more ancient rituals in order to like have these releases so i ended up getting graves disease which is another autoimmune issue and that was really bad like i almost died from that because it wasn't um, diagnosed properly so I was just getting sicker and sicker and sicker and I was like this like I need to do something else like modern medicine is not doing it for me it almost killed me um, what else can we do so my husband's always been into more of like quantum physics and self-healing oh, and that. like he's yeah. just your husband I, sounds awesome by the way he's the coolest person I know I love yeah, him to he's death. so cool I love him to death but he um he introduced me to this thing called BioCybernaut and it's it's brainwave training so you can actively learn how to get your brain into an alpha state a theta state um for some people a delta state and get you break you out of like that beta like that very stressful analytical problem solving place that we use usually live in so through that the easiest way and it's like this huge long protocol that i won't get into but uh the main premise of going from like a beta to something like an alpha state is through forgiveness mm. so you would take a traumatic event or maybe a person that has wronged you in some way and you would ultimately at the end of the exercise get to love for them like total love wow. and forgiveness and he's had people that were rape victims um like the worst of the worst and they were able to get there with their assailant and you go sounds all the way back to the beginning of the story with that person to understand how their little innocent soul could ever get to that place right exactly yeah, because and it's we all very start real. off innocent. We're just mm -hmm. all based on the traumas that happened to us. We turn into things, and a lot of people don't have the awareness to do anything other than just become what happens to them, which is right. totally understandable. But that's what happens. People just become their experiences, right? And then people usually think, well, if I'm forgiving them or if I can get to love them, that's excusing the behavior, and it's absolutely not. Like that, it, forgiveness is for you. It's not for the other person. Um, there's like right. that Mark Twain quote, which is anger is an acid that does more damage to the vessel than it does to the thing that you're, you're pouring it on. And I truly believe that. And I think that that starts to show up as like physical ailments and disease. So through this 
week-long journey at this institute like i'm forgiving 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 like people i never thought i would forgive experiences that i never thought i would forgive i'm crying having these releases my whole body is like telling me not to go back because your ego tries to protect you from change so I was like, I'm not going back. I could be spending this money somewhere else. This is a waste of my time and resources. This is woo. And my husband's like, that's your ego. You need to go back. You need to, and we did it together. Thank God. So he was there the whole time. Um, so we did that. And I start, my thyroid starts going into remission, which is, I was told would never happen through a weird chain of events. We meet this shaman and healer locally and he we did this really deep meditation and this is going to sound again like crazy woo um i love it i'm so here for it i believe in all of it so we did this this meditation where the whole purpose was to try to heal um my thyroid so we're doing it for probably like two hours um and we we come to and he's like well i'm gonna lead like he always like tells me what or me and my husband what he experienced that way there's no question of like he's just agreeing or he's just saying right like it's just for transparency um my experience was like crazy angst like i had never had more body anxiety especially around my throat like i just like felt something there like really heavy and kind of getting pulled out he's like i saw this shadowy figure come out of your neck and obviously we're meditating so this is all in like you know just in your mind come out of your neck um and like release and then my husband's jaw like drops and he's like i saw the same thing so it's like how 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 would he know that how like you know what i mean and i would get shivers two weeks later i was pregnant yeah So whatever was blocking in you and that's the thing and here's the thing like you actually need help to get these things out of you like you need guides. You need people who have like the tools to to pull this stuff out. Because otherwise, mm-hmm. we just get bombarded with information, with experiences, with traumas, and it just stays stored in our bodies and in our brains and in our existence. And then people are just walking around, just like with you know, just uh, t- just surviving their life because they can't get out of all the stuff. When you have to get it out, you have to do meditations. You have to do rituals. You have to have experiences that have plants to help you have guides to help you gurus to help you oh my god that's so awesome Candace. isn't that wild and it's just it's to show the power of meditation too right like you don't have to do plant medicines if like you're way too nervous or if you have an aversion to them like you can get through there through deep meditation but i saw my specialist and he's like i don't know how you're pregnant like your hormones are telling me that your body cannot get pregnant like there was no progesterone like things that you would need for the egg to attach to the uterine wall he's like it's not there i don't know how this is happening i'm so happy for you and we're just going to monitor you i had to go to high risk to make sure everything was okay the whole time but yeah i mean there was no medical explanation to how i got pregnant did you feel different after this experience after the release night and day like night and day like the whole next day um my whole uterus was like kind of cramping and I was so like, was that like in weird. your uterus did it come out of your uterus no no out of my thyroid is where he saw it but then then the whole next day i experienced like this weird cramping in my uterus and i wasn't on my period nowhere near that time in my cycle um and then again like two weeks later i was pregnant and no one had a rational reason as to how that was even physically possible so again like i know it sounds crazy no i'm not saying not. there was like a literal man that came out of my throat not saying that i'm just saying that there was some kind of store there like a dark store and it it was unblocked 
did the shaman tell you what it was like what release did he know in particular no he didn't really know he just felt um so there's this idea of attachments that things can kind of attach to you whether it's like energy um you know when people like are casting quote spells on you whether and it's not like you know abracadabra spell but it's like oh i hope she fails at something or sending that energy out putting that energy so heavily on someone honestly like it puts like energy is so real so if someone's putting forceful negative energy on you you're gonna probably feel it a little bit Oh, yeah. I think words are magic. Absolutely. So yeah. it's like you have to be very intentional with those things. Um, so it, he didn't really get into it. It was just more of like there was this energetic blocking and it it released. And now we have two beautiful babies. Oh, my God. OK, so I'm going to wrap up. Candace, yeah. you are fascinating and I love your journey. I love your boundaries. I love your awareness. I love your just intentionality with yourself, like your utter like authority over yourself like it is so inspiring to talk to you and i am so excited to have gotten to learn about the adult industry through you thank you for sharing all this like this was so awesome to hear you're ready for a comeback and with purdue global you can do more than take classes you can take charge of your story of your career of your life earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Two quick questions I'm going to wrap up. For when you don't feel like having all the full-blown, long-winded sexual experience that's like actually a to-do, which you have to like, you know, kind of gear up for and like set the tone and have time for, if you just want to have like some quickies and but make them good and make them like spicy, like do you recommend a certain kind of lube? Do you recommend adding a, a toy here that's gonna get make your quickie like more than just oh we're just like cleaning the pipes here? You know, like, I would say absolutely use lube. Um, most women would benefit from it. Like even if you're not in a postpartum stage or um, menopausal, like most women, if if you if you need to get there, you're not gonna lubricate on your own as quickly as you need to. One of my favorite brands is called Coco New. So it's like it's all clean. And there's no chemicals in it. It it's not great for condoms because of the oil so there is that little caveat so you want to like make sure that you know where you are in your cycle 
cycle um, if you're not trying to get pregnant. But um, yeah, definitely use a lube. I don't think there's anything wrong with a vibrator. Like a lot of people feel like that's competition with your partner. Like it's for both of you, Mm -hmm. right? So if your partner feels threatened, maybe give them control over it so that they can feel like, oh, like like this is still an extension of me um, until they get comfortable with it. So there's like ways to introduce it. But uh, one of my favorite ones to use with somebody, it's called a Jimmy Jane. So it's small, it's handheld, and it's not going to get in the way of like your positions. Mm -hmm. And um, I think sometimes Sometimes the best sex are those quickie ones because you're not overthinking it. You know yeah, what I mean? And totally. it's just like we're both here. We're both present. There's not all of this pressure because I didn't light all of the candles and put on my playlist. Like if we don't get to the end point, then it's not as big of a letdown. Like we can still connect even though maybe one of us does a climax. Um, so, yeah, I think those are two really great, easy ways. Okay, I love that. And last question is leave your light. It's very open ended. What do you want people to know? I want people to know that you are a beautiful sexual being and you can be very powerful when you face that head on and figure out how you want to express that within yourself and within your relationship. And there's nothing inherently shameful about that expression. Love it. Candace, honestly, such a great conversation. Thank you for being just so honest and real with me, Candace Horbachs. Everyone follow her. Your Instagram is Eva Lovia. I love it so much. You are just awesome. And I appreciate you so much for just sharing, shining and sharing this bright light on this industry and, and like, and on you and on being an empowered woman. And it's awesome. This was an amazing interview and thank you for coming on. I loved every second of it. Thank you again for having me. This is probably one of my favorite podcasts I've ever done. You're an incredible host. Um, Thank you. This was a blast. Yeah, I would love to have you on mine if you're open to to. it. This was beautiful. Yes, and I'm like, anything goes. Like, I would love to come on your podcast. Like, okay, let's, I'm going to end it and then we can play it. Okay, bye. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-Fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's Unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.